Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Black and Abdallah. Live from the old National Bank Studio. WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. <laughs> here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. Tyler Aki filling in for Adam Abdallah tonight. And it's Friday night. It's the best night of the week. All calls welcome. Friday night calls. I'm Black and Abdallah, and it's presented by the Chicago Hounds, Chicago's new professional rugby team. This is how it works. Uh, we'll take your calls. Whatever you want to talk about. On Friday nights, it's okay to get weird. So, Black and Abdallah, on Friday nights, we take your calls at 312-332-3776. All calls welcome, presented by the Chicago Hounds, Chicago's new professional rugby team. Black and Aki here with you for the next two hours, and uh, we'll take the calls, and also we'll talk a lot of football. There's a lot going on at the uh, NFL Combine in Indianapolis as the quarterbacks will throw tomorrow, and that's what we're going to have our eyes on tomorrow. Lots of eyes on what's going to happen with C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis. It's you know it's rare that we see this many of the the top prospects throw. Usually, a lot of these guys reserve it for their pro days, which I believe is what Bryce Young is doing. He will not be participating in in the throwing portion tomorrow, but. We, we see how these, these gym short warriors sometimes go out there and make make something happen out well, there and shoot up draft boards as a result of it. It's so easy as just two years ago. Zach Wilson. Right. Zach Wilson is the person people will quote, quote as the, as you said, gym short warrior because he was really good at BYU. Yes. Really good. But he wasn't top two pick worthy until he was in his shorts and a tank top and he hurled a football 60 yards after doing a little turn, a little hip swivel, yeah. and then he flew. Uh, he threw the football down the field against no defense, against no pass rush, and then all of a sudden after that BYU Pro Day, people were saying, oh, this, this is the, that's the best quarterback I've ever seen. Uh, that's, that's the guy. Next Mahomes. Next Mahomes. Do you see that? He, he turned his hips, and he threw the football with such ease. It's like, yeah, no one's on the football field. <laughs> And I remember continuously going back to the idea that that season for BYU, they were in the group of teams, should they be in the playoff, should they be a national championship team because they were undefeated. And then you look at the competition and the teams that they were beating, uh, you know, by a lot, those weren't great teams. And then the teams that they played that were really good, they struggled with and or lost, like Coastal Carolina. That I was year. just going to say, and that was a panic game, wasn't it? Again, yeah. It was a panic game. Like, we needed to schedule one more game because more. of COVID. And they go on the road. They lose to Coastal Carolina. Not a good, not an easy situation, right? But he did not look good against a good defense. And that's right. the thing we continue to point to is that a lot of his stats seemed fluffy. And a lot of his stats seemed like the competition wasn't quite the same with Zach Wilson. And he's been a complete bust for the Jets. And they're in the conversation now where the Jets need another new quarterback. And and they might be a team that might move up, which could help the Bears out because the Bears are a team that wants to move back multiple times here in the first round. Yeah, and I look at 
you don't want to put too much stock in this. You want to look at the college tape, and you want to get to know the guy as well. And in the case of Zach Wilson, it seemed like a lot of people were duped by it in that process because and honestly the bears may end up being the biggest beneficiary of that because as a result it may be the reason why this team has justin fields instead because he shot up the board because trey lance shot up the board and for some reason justin fields just became this sort of afterthought now i'm not saying he's the best quarterback in the class i would say trevor lawrence is on that path right now to being the top guy in that class of 2021 quarterbacks but and, and it, it could end up being something that we see happen with C.J. Stroud, too. Like, all of the talk around the draft has been about what's happened with Bryce Young and his size and, and what's he going to do. Is he this quote-unquote mini Mahomes, like McShay says? We talk <laughs> about what's happening with Will Levis, polarizing prospect. Anthony Richardson is the fast riser right. in terms of it. Right. And then it feels like C.J. Stroud just sitting there as someone who's sitting in the shadows and just kind of going about his business, and maybe he ends up in the same situation that Justin Fields found himself in, which is obviously the the coincidence there is that they're both Ohio State quarterbacks who put up amazing numbers, did great things in college, but at the end of the day, they maybe get lost in the shuffle because they're not making headlines. Sometimes it's good to not make headlines. And Tyler, you, you were here with me on uh, on a Saturday morning in the fall. You were filling in for Abdallah on Chicago's College Tailgate. And we were, you know, it was the midway point of the college football season. And it was like, all right, time for the Heisman watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, once again, C.J. Stroud, he's the front runner. He's going to win it. And uh, there's no ifs, ands, or buts in, in the conversation. Mm-hmm. And, and he ended up in this situation where he started to kind of fade, but like the skill set's still there. And I right. feel like it's not trendy to say that CJ Stroud will be successful at the next level. I know people want to see what CJ Stroud runs as far as the 40 goes to see if he is fast enough to be kind of like a dual threat type of quarterback. Um, but, you know, CJ Stroud is someone that certainly I'm sure there's teams that have him number one on their draft board. So it's all calls. Welcome Friday night calls black and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000 presented by the Chicago hounds, Chicago's new professional rugby team, Robin Antioch. You get us started. What's up, Rob? Hey guys, how goes it? I've got something that I just throw, you know, I've been thinking this over. Everybody thinks we should, we should either get rid of number one or keep it and whatnot and get a quarterback. Let's blow this thing up. The bears suck. The best thing we can do and hope for is that we can try to get ourselves a kicker. So let's let's just blow it all up, kind of freak out everybody in the league and go, we're going number one, we're going best kicker in the league. Because then we don't have to worry about making 50-yard, 60-yard field goals because we can't get in the end zone. So let's at least make some points and make games closer. Or, and this is another crazy idea, sure. let's get five sumo wrestlers because right. they all got great footwork and handwork. Yeah. And let's go after them, and we'll get ourselves some running backs and maybe maybe some wide receivers instead of, I mean, we're, we're what? We've got five guys on the team and, and the receiving, and they're all four or fives on other teams, and we're trying to say, yeah, we're going to have Justin Fields play with these guys. He's a good quarterback. I think he'll be a great quarterback, but seriously, we got to give him some protection. Move back grab the protection, give the guy what he needs so he can succeed. Otherwise, we're going to have another Mitchell Trubisky, and the guy's going to get scared. Was it Brad, uh, uh, 
one other guy in uh, St. Louis who kept getting beat up all the time. He, he was in Oklahoma. He got his head railed in, and he wasn't right ever, ever again. Sam Bradford. We're gonna have the yeah. There you go. We're gonna have the same kind of situation with him because that's what happened to Mitch. Rob, so, I'll give you an A for effort on the call. Yeah. Thanks. All right. <laughs> thank you. It's Friday. Certainly is. I mean, he he kept it together. He he gave his points. We encourage all calls welcome on a Friday night. You say A for effort. I'll give him an A for confidence. Yeah, he, he sold it. They can go hand in hand. No quarterbacks, just go for kickers. Yep. Because they could score some points. <sighs> See, like, here's the thing. We were in for Waddle and Sylvie. And then the Black and Abdallah show starts. And then it's like the faucet turns on yes. and just, and that's what we get. It's the bat signal that goes out <laughs> and, like, and what, here we, what we are. What are we? Fielding kicker calls. We had some nice calls before mm-hmm. six o'clock. That, I mean, uh, I'll give uh, that last call. It wasn't a not, non-nice call, but uh, yes, he would like to draft kickers. Uh, number one in the draft. Well, here we go. Chase on the south side. Hello, Chase. <laughs> What's up, Chase? What's up, Chase? Hey, don't make me laugh, man. Hold on. What's up, man? What's up, Chase? Hold on. One more. Charlie! Was that for Charlie? What's up, Chase? I think that was a Charlie call. Is Charlie there? Charlie's on the board. It's his second call tonight. What's up, Chase? I'm going to keep track of these Charlie calls. Hey, 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 Blake. Hey, hey, I don't see anybody you said about Zach. Uh, you said, so you hear that stat? They said Zach Levine is the worst, uh, got the worst winning percentage in the in, in, um and all the active players in the league. I know. Did you call into Waddle and Sylvie yesterday and tell them that they were haters, that they pointed out that Zach Levine's not very good? No, I didn't call in about that. I, didn't, I mean, I didn't call in and talk to them at all uh, yesterday. Oh, so you only Sylvie. give me that stuff? You only call me? They tell me that I'm a hater when I point out that he can't uh, win? No, uh, Sylvie said, Sylvie's been on Zach's side. He's been critical, but you've been a you've been the biggest Zach critic since the Captain um Captain Coday. I know. You call him empty. You call him empty calorie. One hundred percent right. Well, you've been. Well, I will say this. I give you your dues, though. You, I think, I agree with you on that. I've been as big as Zach supporter, but I would say he. I would say on the on the great team, he's at best. A third, the third best player. I'm sorry. Like, I think the biggest mistake they made was they should have traded him before he was due to max. I really believe that because now you tied up to him, and I don't think if you trade him throughout the offseason, are you are they even going to get anything for him? Um, I think they could. I I honestly, you know how I think this plays out, Chase. I would I would imagine that the did you see the story from Joe Cowley about how Vooch doesn't appreciate that Pat Bev is getting in everyone's face? See that story? I would imagine at some point here, uh, we're gonna get the the rumor or the sources say that Zach Levine wants out. He he's well, you know a what? he's a clutch uh, player now. He's signed with Cut Clutch as his agency, and I would imagine uh, between now and like the middle point of the summer. The next rumor that will be swirling is that Zach Levine's unhappy in Chicago and he wants out. 
That's yeah, that's how I think more, this will play. He, he don't even like playing for Billy Donovan, which is starting to be more apparent. But, yep. hey, Tyler, I, I remember you made, made a good reference. You said you hope the Bulls uh, lose out and get high pick. Now, are you at the point now where you kind of hoping this Patrick Beverly stuff gets so bad where they 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 become to the point where they have no choice but to make a change? Like, let's say this goes really bad. Like, there's like a fight. Like, are you at the point where you hoping there'd be like an end fight in the court? Like, yeah, like, give Beverly me a little so Bobby Portis, Nico Miritich. Listen, I'm, yeah, I'm like, rooting yeah, for Dynamite like, here, court, all right? Like, Let's pump a little TNT in here. That's what yeah, I'm rooting for. Yeah, yeah, there's going to be a fight in the court. And then do you think at that moment, that will be the moment when the Bryans will finally say, maybe we got maybe we got the wrong people and they finally will get rid of AK and Billy Donovan and all these guys out of here? You think that might be the final straw? Well, then they might. You think that might be it? Well, they might say see. we did it. We got a wrong. We got the wrong guy in place. We thought we had a good basketball VP, but obviously we got the wrong guy because right now, as I see it, he he is the worst GM. He's worse than Garbacks. Like seriously, like this is he is AK is by far the worst GM in Chicago right now. He is. He makes Ryan Pace looks. He makes like Ryan Pace look like a. Uh, 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 Bill, what's the best of the a president? Um, what's his name? Um, Jerry um, Jerry West. He makes he make Jerry West the best, the best Hall of Fame president. He makes him look that good. Pat Riley. That's how bad Maybe Pat Riley no, is no, a better Jerry example. West. Jerry oh, West Jerry West. Built, Jerry okay. West built Jerry West built championship teams. Yeah, but that's he did. how bad AK. That's how bad AK looks. He makes Garn Packs look like looks like Jerry West. That's how bad he is. He is a horrible executive. He has not. What has he done? What okay? Name one move to outside maybe in the Rosen. Name one move that he's made where you say that's a good move. Just what what has he done? Well, if Lonzo yeah, Ball he, was he, healthy, I think we would point to that being a good move. I think Caruso think was about, a good but, move. But, but, yeah, but Caruso's a good it. move. Why, but there's a reason why he was available though. Why? Why you think? Think about it. If the Pelicans really want a Lonzo Ball back, don't you think they would have found a way to keep him? Uh, I don't know about that. Wrong. No, oh, I don't. I don't think that's the case. I think it was pretty obvious that the Pelicans knew they couldn't pay Lonzo, so he was going to be available. Small market team, and yeah, you had it, drafted Zion. You and they traded for Ingram. Ingram. They that's they where your money's going. Lonzo, Lonzo wasn't going to be in their mix long term, so he he was going to be a free agent. The Bulls were the first team there on the doorstep at the moment that free agency began. I, if he was healthy, Lonzo would still be noted as like that was a good good signing. Thanks for the call, Chase. Okay, guys. Have a good one. All right. Thanks, Chase. I mean, we're not going to run through the entire roster. I I know where that is going. The next is... What do you think of Javante Green? (laughs) He's going to run through the entire roster. All right. uh, We're off and running. All calls welcome on a Friday night with Black and Abdallah. It's all presented by the Chicago Hounds, Chicago's new professional rugby team. We'll be back. Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Follow the show on Twitter at Chris Black and at Adam A. Abdallah. Black and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN 
Chicago app. That's right. Friday night calls. All calls welcome at 312-332-3776. It's presented by the Chicago Hounds, Chicago's new professional rugby team. And an added bonus tonight because Charlie Bevins is here. And uh, so far on the program, he has received two phone calls. So I've got a Charlie list going. Uh, Charlie wants to know how many times people will call him tonight to ask him questions. I've got two down on the list already. Charlie's trying to put up some numbers so, tonight. So Charlie, Charlie is here as well. He would, like to, he would like to answer your phone calls here on ESPN 1000. All right, Chris Black, Tyler Aki here on ESPN 1000. Abdallah has the night off. Nick and Skokie, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Nick? Gents, always a pleasure. Listen, I got to tell you right now, I am on my way to my first daddy-daughter dance. I got my first oh, grader in the back. All right. Congrats. Alexa, say hello. Hello. Hello, Alexa. Alexa, make sure they take you for ice cream later. But listen, man, this thing's done at 9 o'clock. I can't be pumping her full of sugar at that time. <laughs> it's the weekend. Oh, it's one on, day. Nick. Man. All right. Now, now, okay. <laughs> you get one scoop, young lady. That's it. One scoop. Feel? All right. Ask for um, a double. All right. Now, I'm going to have to call now, right? By the end of this, it's because of you guys. She wanted a bike for Christmas, by the way. Oh, I was going to say a uh, pony. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Um, What's up, Nick? So here's my question. So I, I was actually called into Tyler earlier, I think this week or last week. And here's my question. If the Bears were to, by chance, I think that they obviously trade back. But if they get within that top 10 between, you know, let's say it slips to like Carolina or the Raiders or so. And let's say that Carter and Anderson are gone. I hear every time, you know, I listen to you guys, those are the two names that come up. But let's say, just playing advocate here, those two names are gone. What's plan B? I think plan B, then you start to, and again, if if you're missing out on Carter and Anderson, you're probably in, you've traded past five or six yeah in all likelihood yeah absolutely um if that happens i think you start to entertain the wide receiver market within the draft so you go straight to offense then if those two guys are not on the board anymore yes that's where i would go but nick you'd have to get to a point where the the selection of a wide receiver was worthy so i I think what tyler's pointing to is you're moving back to like nine you're moving back to the somewhere in the mid-teens yeah like at that point yeah you're collecting a lot of picks and then also it'd be okay to take a wide receiver at that spot. I, and, and I'm not disagreeing with you. Um, I guess outside of Carter and Anderson, is there a player on offense that is top 10 material? Is there a player on offense as far as a skill position player? Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, I think some spots you see Quinton Johnston. Aside from quarterbacks, yeah. Yeah, as, right. as an offensive player. Um, you're seeing some, uh, there's some offensive linemen that have been in some mock drafts, but mainly the mocks that I, I've really seen is a lot of defensive players, some quarterbacks, and that's yeah. kind of what you have in the top 10. I appreciate it. Alexis, say have a good night. Have a good night. Have fun. Have fun at the dance. Enjoy the ice cream. <laughs> Take care, guys. Have a good one. See you, Nick. There you go. Nick on his way to his first uh, daddy-daughter dance. How nice. Black and Aki here on ESPN 1000, taking your calls, 312-332-3776. Ah, here we go. This should be interesting. Tyler Aki is with me tonight. Mitchell in Des Plaines. Hello, Mitchell. 
Hey, the team Gemini, uh, team Aries. It's so nice to have. What about uh, team Charlie? Yep. What team's Charlie? What do you think <laughs> about our Charlie guy, Chardog? I don't. I don't know Charlie's time. Charlie, so, when's um, your birthday? May twenty-six. Sign him up. May twenty-third. May twenty-third. Twenty-six. Oh, he's a fellow. May twenty-six. He's a fellow Gemini. Yeah. So you got two right. in the Yeah. So walk into a bar. The Gemini orders two of everything and wants to know exactly how the drinks are made. The Aries just wants to pay for everything and move on to a different bar. Uh, okay, but I digress. Here's the thing. <laughs> um, you know. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, true. Uh, that's very true. Yeah. Uh, Team Gemini, Chris, yes. what year? What year did you graduate from high school? Oh three. Two thousand three, and then. Um, Team Aries, what year did you graduate? When? 16, 15? 15. Okay. All right. So 2003. Chris, uh, Team Gemini, this is to you first, then I'll go to Team Aries. Um, okay. In 2003, who was the starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears? 2003 starting quarterback. I'm not looking. Um, okay. I would have to guess because I know 01, we had uh, Miller, Jim Miller. Right. Um, was, it, uh, was it Chandler? Was Chandler the starting Chandler, quarterback? Chandler started out. Actually, no. It was uh, It was actually they drafted Rex Grossman. Oh, that was the start of Rex. Degree. Okay. Okay. And but Michael Haynes was drafted in that same draft. Cordell Stewart was Cordell Stewart. Ah, Cordell. And then the second string was Chandler because he was there at the very tail end of Tua. Chandler, to me, is like Josh McCown. He was a great quarterback. Yeah. Um, okay, now, yeah. here's my point. Uh, Chandler and Rex Grossman have certain skills, has specific skill sets that the, the current Bears quarterback doesn't have. But just hold that. I'm going to put a pin on that for a second. Okay. Chart to uh, Tyler, uh, Team Aries. You graduated in, you said 15? 15, yes. Okay, so who was the starting quarterback in the Bears in 2015? I believe that was the end of Cutler, right? Yeah, it was Cutler's last year, and the head coach was John Fox, his first year, right? Was there a little Matt Barkley mixed in there at may the have end? Been a little. Well, because, yeah, Matt Bartley came in when Cutler got hurt. Yeah. And the year before that, um, Brian Hoyer came in when Cutler got hurt. Um, do you know that Brian Hoyer in 14 set a record for having multiple games, three games in a row that he threw for more than 300 yards? Now, this is my point of the reason why I asked you both these questions. Both of those quarterbacks, all that I talked about, yeah. run circles around Justin Fields. Because oh, we don't come have a on. Come on, no, Mitchell. No, they don't. So he's like, Here's my point. If the Bears, they know right now that their passing game isn't great. So the red herring, which is nothing more than a distraction, is to say, well, they don't have receivers. Well, who's Chase Claypool? Is, is he some kind of like what I call CFL, like not like, you know, loser? No, he's a pretty good uh, receiver. Then you got Montgomery. How many thousand yard receiver uh, seasons does he have? Yeah, but I'm saying, listen, that Pinot Noir is not going to pour itself, Daddy-O. you got to realize that the reason why he's not getting the ball and the reason why you saw Chase Claypool with, with an incredible amount of frustration is because Justin Fields can't throw the ball to him. So my point is if you bring in – let me get to the core of this, what I call my argument. Okay. If you basically – if the Bears you know, trade out – we don't know. these All these different combinations and theories, it means nothing. None of your audience has a seat at the table, so be quiet. So the Bears are going to do whatever they're going to do, and when we find out, we find out. And that's the way it goes. Okay, it's so going on to the beginning of the what I call time of the NFL. We don't have what I call uh, any power in, in those decision-making. It comes down to, obviously, Ryan Poles and the best deals that he can make it. Now, let me ask you this. Um, do you really think that uh, 
the current head coach of the Chicago Bears, Eber Foos, mm-hmm. and Justin Fields has the same yeah. kind of chemistry. Eber Foos. Eber Foos has the same type of chemistry of a winning combination that you see with obviously in Kansas City, the guys uh, obviously in the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, Montana, and obviously Walsh. Do they, do, they, do they have that kind of what I call synergistic, what I call uh, chemistry, that's going to be what I call uh, an, an ability to take this team to a Super Bowl? I say absolutely not. Okay? Uh, Eberflus does, does remind me of like a Jack Party, even more so like a Neil Armstrong. And by the way, these are that's former true. Chicago Bears head coaches and like a or Dick Duran. So I don't really know what I could tell you about uh, Ebert Blues in terms of his talents, but I can tell you that they don't have, that he does not have this incredible relationship which seems to, with his quarterback, which seems to be the winning component of the recipe, Tim, Team Gemini, yes, the yeah. winning recipe uh-huh. to, get to, the, to get to a Super Bowl. And I don't see that happening. We're, we, we can't even compete in our division. Right, so right. I think that next year, this is my this is my question I pose to you okay. and to uh, obviously the world that doesn't do their research. If the Bears stick with uh, Justin Fields, which is probably the likelihood because there's so many other things that are making this decision, which is ridiculous. If there was any Chicago Bears that had the same statistics as Justin Fields in two years, he wouldn't be on this team. But this is a whole different era, but I digress. If next year he basically does the exact same thing and they go like basically three and 14 with all the adjustments, with all the things that, you know, adding the receivers, the offensive line, and he still falls back on not being able to like what I call do play action, execute the fourth quarter, two minute drill. And they find themselves the bottom division last in the conference. Then what do you do? So my whole point is that. Yeah, it'd be a problem. I'm with you on that. If he doesn't improve next season, there'll be a problem. Okay, and again, they, there's, there's a timeline, so like they, mm-hmm. the Bears don't have to like make this a sense of urgency. But if you're going to make next season a season where it's like a throwaway season, like, oh, you know, we're, I, that's, not, that's not acceptable. No, like, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. It's not. They, they have to start winning football games yeah, exactly. uh, this, this upcoming Chris, season. I, and, Chris, I want to quote you, Team Gemini. When yeah. we watched that, that, that game at Detroit the last, you know, and you saw we talked about how the Bears quit, including Justin Fields. Let me tell you something. That is the lowest point. I was, I've been watching the Bears since 1969. Not even a Gary Huff offense or a Bob Evelini would pull that kind of stunt. And that whole team just completely, especially Fields, decided to take a big dump on that field and show absolutely no what I call ambition, and they quit. And there's no room for that. So I have zero tolerance for that behavior. And I'm telling you right now, if the Bears, and I'm willing to bet someone's future divorce settlement, that the Bears are going to find themselves at the bottom of the division. And this Justin Fields, uh, in terms of his flawed mechanics, are going to come home to roost. And again, where's the accountability? Now, you say, Team Gemini, that if you see like a 3-14 and or whatever, a losing, you know, a record, then what is your your response, Team Aries, when it comes to that, if it comes down to that? What what are you going to say? What are you going to do? They only win three games, and its chances are Justin Fields didn't develop, and he's not the guy. But right. I think from what yeah. we've seen to this point, he continues to improve. So I think there's hope for the quarterback to get it done in the future. 
And my whole point is that why are we always on this track between, if you draw a parallel between Mitchell Trubisky and obviously Justin Fields, we have this beta test that we have to watch these guys improve. Yet other teams seem to find this winning combination, even with, you know, Brock Purdy that comes out of nowhere, right? And he, he looks like a 15-year pro. I mean, hey, I Mitchell, don't understand. Mitchell, it's all calls welcome. Stephen Bourbonnet wants to respond to you. Is it okay? Can you take this yeah, call? All calls Charlie, welcome. can you go to Stephen Bourbonnet? Stephen Bourbonnet, you're on ESPN 1000. Oh, there goes Mitchell. Adios. Oh, Mitchell hung up? Oh, I wanted to talk no, to the meatball. We, we may have disconnected him. He, he may not have hung oh, up. Go ahead, Steve. That's too bad. He needs to concentrate on eating his mom's meatloaf and living in his mother's basement. This guy needs to take Justin Fields' name out of his mouth and respect the fact that we were in most games this year. Yeah, we got the first pick in the NFL draft. Let's just understand something. Mitchell, I hope you call back. Um, oh, man. I'm, 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 uh, ooh, I got words for him. I'd like to speak. All right. Like all right. We'll, we'll try and get them. Mitchell back. All right, Steve. Thank you. Hold on. Hold on. There's Stephen Bourbonnet. All right. We got to give this to Mitchell. I mean, I think we disconnected Mitchell. Mitchell, if you're yeah, out there. That was unfair. Mitchell, if you're out there, yeah. call us back. 312-332-3776. Friday night calls. Black and Aki, all calls welcome. Mitchell, we, we didn't, I don't think that that was done intentionally. It was a technical I, I snafu. Think, uh, I think the board let him go. So we'll see if he calls back. Stephen Bourbonnet would like to chat with you. We'll be back. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Tyler Aki, it's Black and Abdallah. Abdallah has the night off tonight. All calls welcome. Friday night calls presented by the Chicago Hound, Chicago's new professional rugby team. Mitchell and Displains, are you there? Yes. Can All you right. hear me? Yes. We uh, we did Loud not mean to hang up on I you. I didn't hear from you guys. I got disconnected. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's go to Steve and Bourbonnet. Steve, you're on ESPN 1000. Bang. Hello. Hello. Mitchell, I just, I just have... Hello. Jerry, hello. Mitchell, I just have one question for you. What quarterback would you like to see in the offense to build around uh, in the future? Like We have such a great offense right now. We're trying to add picks and, and draft capital to build around Justin. Who would you like to see in the offense as a quarterback for the Chicago Bears? Mitchell? Hold on. Hold on, Steve. Hold on. Charlie, take Mitchell off of the lock there. Okay. Hold on. Put him on hold. We'll fix this. Hold on. All right. Mitchell, you're on my side. Now, Charlie, you lock in Steve over there, and let's see if this works. I think that's how it has to be. Oh, and down he goes. All right. Sorry, Steve. Sorry, Mitchell. It's not working, all right? Okay. Sorry. The the phone bank here is not not allowing us to do the dual call. Our apologies. Mm, Not a problem. All right, man. Have a good night. I think we're going to get Steve's uh, or uh, Mitchell's response here. On the other side, if he calls back. Maybe there, there you go, Tyler. Yeah. Well, we try. You know, sometimes, like, if your phone doesn't work, just dip it in some water. 
And yeah. maybe your phone will work afterwards. Right. Or like blow on it. Like it's yeah. a cartri- cartridge mm-hmm. for Control like a delete. Yeah. Like a yeah. like an old uh, gaming system game. Or if you just like keep pressing the button, maybe it'll start working. You keep clicking. Press it it'll harder. start working. Will it work? Mitchell, are you there? Nope. That's not Mitchell. All right. Well, there you go. We tried. We tried. Gino and Antioch, you're on ESPN 1000. Uh, by the way, uh, thank you to Mitchell. We always say good- goodbye to Mitchell. Thanks, Mitchell, for the there you go. I mean, we didn't mean to hang up on. No, him, so I don't. I don't want him to to feel like that was uh, like a a bit or something. Yeah, uh, Gino and Antioch, you're on ESPN 1000. We got to figure out why that didn't work. Go ahead, Gino. Good evening, guys. Thanks for taking the call. I don't think there's enough uh, Red Bull left in Chicago to finish <laughs> finish up what Mitchell did, but uh, I, you know, I. It, this is typical Bears, right? We, beginning of the week, we heard all this buzz about number one pick and all the leverage they got. And then uh, the day before, the minute before the combine starts, the guy who might be one of their leverage, Jalen Carter, gets arrested uh, or a warrant out. I guess he didn't get arrested technically. It just seems like it's typical Bears. They never can get anything right. They got the number one pick. They got all this leverage, and then they got this one guy who. You know, you either get that guy or Will Anderson. If, even if you trade back to four, you're thinking you're good. And now this guy is probably going to fall, and now you don't have that much leverage. It just seems like the Bears are snake-bitten, and, and I'm, I'm hoping I'm wrong, but we'll see. Maybe they'll do something smart and get one of these other monsters uh, who are, are lighting up the combine. But it just, it just seems to me it's like typical Bears that something like this would happen to, uh, to the pick that they think would be the leverage. So I'm, I'm wondering what you guys think about the whole – the whole thing that happened to this kid and and what do you think do you think he's going to drop out of the top four yeah i don't i i think um, do I. you know unless he s- spends a long time in jail for for this which i don't think will be the case i don't know i i don't know what uh they're going to charge him or what the sentencing will be i don't i don't know i don't know how it will play out uh i would imagine he'll see, still be a top four pick so in that case, okay. I don't think the Bears are really going. Now, if they don't think that they are going, if they don't think they like the character issues of uh, someone who lied and uh, left the scene or whatever the case may be, then, then that's on them to decide that as far as, uh, you know, maybe the character of the person. But I don't think the talent will be uh, moved down the draft board because of what took place. Okay. Well, I'm I mean, interested I mean, to see was, what happens. It was two misdemeanor items, right? You know what I mean? Like it was street racing and reckless driving. So, yeah, yeah, we'll see. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Yeah. I appreciate it. Enjoy no problem, the show. Gino. No problem. I think you know he brought up the point of the the Bears just can't catch a break. Yeah. Isn't them having the number one overall pick right now? One of the biggest breaks we've seen in this city of course. in quite some time with what happened with the the game against in the Texans Colts game to close out the season. Like, listen, there's no scientific backing to this, but the way that we've seen this situation play out before in sports, doesn't it seem like the Texans are going to be walking away from this situation screwed in one way or another because they didn't lose that last game. As a result, they now have the number two pick. So one of two things happens here. Either the guy who goes number one overall blossoms into a star QB that the Texans did not draft. Or the Texans trade up to number one and whoever they pick ends up being a bust. Like, there's no 
data that you can use to, to back up what I'm saying here. But just these storylines of sports and the way that life sort of works. Yeah. It feels like the Texans are going to be the ones that end up ultimately getting screwed in this draft. 100%. Totally agree with you. Maryland in Melrose Park. All calls welcome on a Friday night. Hello, Maryland. Good evening, gentlemen. Tyler and and Chris, how are you? Fantastic, we're, we're Maryland. Great. You know, Maryland, things are just running smoothly tonight here on the show. It's just, <laughs> it's just a great Friday night brought to you by the Chicago Hounds. Well, the reason that I'm calling is that I just ordered my ticket, my solo ticket to come to the uh, anniversary. Great. All we right. will see you there. And what I did, I did not call the box office. I called the box office at the home, at the House of Blues. She okay. was there. I was worried about the price going up. Okay. Because when I looked online, I said, wait a minute, all these prices have changed. (laughs) So I will be there with bells on and nicely dressed as usual and uh, (laughs) probably get my hair done again. Oh, all right. Now, Marilyn... There uh, might be some single guys in that audience. There, there might know? be. I agree with oh. you. It's going to be a great time. March 24th at the House of Blues, the 25th anniversary celebration for ESPN 1000. A lot of notable names will be flying in for the event. I know. Uh, this, I Marilyn, know, Chuck. You know, do you Marilyn, remember that day I talked to him on the phone when I fractured my toe? I, I don't recall, but yes, Eddie Olchek will be there. Tyler Aki will be there. John Yurkovich yeah, will be yeah. there. Uh, Carmen and Yurko, right? That they, right? they will be there. That's, Jake Cantu might Jake be there. Cantu. And how Charlie about this, Bevins Marilyn? Might Did be you there? hear earlier tonight? Charlie is getting calls now here on the, on the show. Did you hear this? Yes, I did. It's pretty good for Charlie, right? Yeah, he's a nice young man. I met him. Remember? Yes, he is. Yes, yes, he's very nice. So that's that's good for him. I'm so, glad. Do you do you have any questions for Charlie tonight? Um, let's see. What do they think about Patrick Kane going to New York? I'm happy for him because, you know, I don't like this guy. I don't like him at all. The GM? Mm-mm. Yeah, you know, I'm, I, I'd be excited. I hope he wins the cup, you know? That, I that's hope what he does, too. He's well-deserved. Yeah. So we'll see. Marilyn, what about uh, things outside of the sports world with Charlie? Let's get to know Charlie. What do you you want to know about Charlie? Charlie, Charlie. Well, actually, I did meet him at the uh, benefit, if I'm not mistaken, along with Tyler. He he was there, yes. He was there. We had a nice chat. Um, What do I want to know? All right. Do we have a girlfriend? Uh, Yeah, we do. Okay, that's good, because I know I'm too old for you anyway. Uh, I'm too old for a lot of people. Uh, what was I going to say? What, what is your uh, What is your favorite movie? My favorite movie. Um, hmm. I really like uh, Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> like the movie a lot, or Goodfellas. Yes, yes Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. My number two. Who's your top three actors? Oh, top three actors. Ooh. Charlie Bevins. I want to do 20, 20 questions. How about it? Let's do it. I wanted to be a photojournalist, you know. Yeah, well, I would. Uh, I would have. Uh, Got to have DiCaprio up there. Um, <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, probably Denzel if we're talking all time. Sure. Oh, yeah. uh, and uh, how about uh, Brad Pitt? Yes, that's my number three. You want to know who mine are? Absolutely. Okay, number one, the late great Paul Newman. Okay. Sexy as a day is long and a really great actor. Uh, number two. 
Al Pacino. Of course, I have to have an Italian in there, don't I, Chris? Number three will be Brad Pitt. All right, see, you each have Brad Pitt. Yeah, we're in lockstep. Okay, all right. Thank you, Marilyn. You're welcome, darling. Stars are aligned. All right, there you go. There's Marilyn in Melrose Park. She has her ticket for the celebration on the 24th, 25 years celebrating ESPN 1000. That's right, Marilyn. You have your ticket, right? I sure do. And I'm Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. Black and Abdallah are back on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Here on ESPN 1000, Tyler Aki filling in for Abdallah tonight. We'll continue to take your calls. All calls welcome on a Friday night at 312-332-3776. But each night at around 6.50, we get to the song of the night. I want to rock! Hey, turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because oh, it's time baby. for it. There's, there's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... Ex- ah, never mind. Crank the volume because it's time for Black and Abdallah's song of the night. Yo, later. Here we go, Tyler. Now, here's the deal. For the song of the night, we have featured a lot of Metallica. Tonight, we go to Battery from Metallica, the lead single on the album Master of Puppets. It's from 1986. That's right. Sit back, Battery, Metallica. It's your song of the night. the first song on the album but to me it's a good one usually not on uh, radio play uh, but here we go so master of puppets on this date in 1986 was released march 3rd 1986 arguably metallica's best album to date uh, this is also fun fact for the song of the night 
the 11th time we have featured a Metallica song. I was going to say, <laughs> the song well, you guys that. did Metallica Week one time, yeah, so that, boom, there's five right yeah, there. That, that really, I was uh, going to ask, is this the most used band 100%. on Song of the Night? And it has to be. Yeah, it is. Um, but on uh, the album Master of Puppets, an incredible album. Obviously, Master of Puppets, a song itself, an eight-minute song. It's great. Uh, Welcome Home Sanitarium is also a song we've had on the Song of the Night. Uh, the Thing That Should Not Be is a great song as well. Uh, and then Battery is the one that kicks off the album. I think you can hear the aggression and uh, the vibe of, of the album as well. Now, since we are uh, having this conversation, you are a much younger um, millennial mm-hmm. than I am. I am a geriatric millennial. I'm, I'm, I'm at the I'm technically old Gen Z. Are you? Yes. What year were you born? 97. Well, I think there's like different... People have different groupings for yes. it. And I think I may fall in one millennial grouping and one Gen Z grouping. Okay, so, like, obviously, you were more familiar of any Metallica radio play stuff. It's all probably, like, Black Album into the future. Mm -hmm. So, like, Enter Sandman, Sabatrue, that stuff. I'm sure you probably, like, have you had much experience with Masters? No. None. (laughs) Honestly, this show. That's it. This is it. That's it. It's pretty great. Now, I know you're a runner like I am. Mm-hmm. I will say Master of Puppets was my, the OG. Ooh, it's a good run album. Running albums. Okay. Uh, the tempo is great throughout the entire album. So mm-hmm. it's not like fast song, slow song, fast song. It's like the same throughout, yeah. which you can just roll. Okay. Uh, so it was always my like go-to running album back in the day. The, the the start like this this sounds like all right. You can run to this. Yeah. This is like you got the headphones in. You're on a long trail. Boom. Exactly. This, this gets the job done right it, here. It's you against nature. Yeah. You're out there by yourself, right. and you just have to fight through it. Yeah. By the way, have you two worked past your differences? Who? You and uh, uh, the concert goer. Abdallah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this was you know. a point of contention. Yeah, I mean, once upon he, a time, he goes to concerts and he doesn't invite his friends. It's cool. Yeah, uh, you know, you like to invite a friend to something, but if you just want to go rogue and be on your own, then that's fine. Is he solo tonight? I, I, he probably is. Battery Metallica. That's right. It's your song of the night. Turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because it's time for... What dial? There's, there's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... Ex- ah, never mind. Crank the volume because it's time for Black and Abdallah's Song of the Night. Yo, Larry. No, man. They, he had, like, great seats at a Metro show for Metallica. He had inside information. Mm-hmm. He didn't tell me. Of course we didn't work through it. We need a plot Blex Revenge. We'll be back in two minutes. This is Chicago's Home for Sports on FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app, and ESPN 1000. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's Home for Sports.